But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, something I just did. Free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. It is Wednesday, my dudes. That we're, we never do shows on Wednesday. This is like the second ever. Also, oh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I muted us all. That's okay, but you know what? Everyone it still is heard Wednesday, this. my dudes. Oh, man. They, missed, I, they missed my yell with it. I was, that, I was so happened? worried about queuing up the video that I forgot to unmute us after the Brett Walsh video. My bad. Well, <laughs> great, great high quality show here. What's up, people? Uh, now that now you can hear us, this is the 81 square meters of the best volleyball coverage on the internet. My name is Rob St. Clair, live from Chicago. That is Everett DeLorme, live from Toronto. Maybe it's not the best volleyball coverage on the internet if we can't figure out how to, how to make the audio work. Uh, Everett, happy Wednesday, my friend. Yeah. Um, Wednesday is. I'm not used to doing shows on Wednesday. So I literally like woke up. I went to a concert last night. I was a little hungover. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, I like to go for a run when I'm hungover. So it's like putting my shorts on. And then Rob sends me our our uh, switcher link. And I was like, oh, yeah, we have a show today. Oh, so, <laughs> like literally, if you had sent it to me like five minutes later, I would have been running on the road and I would have had to like turn around. So happy Wednesday, everyone. Uh, welcome good to talk to, to, good to talk some volleyball again and this time we're just gonna kind of talk about some transfers yeah just, just go a little bit over the mar around the market we don't really have much to talk about we're waiting on some big things on our own side we'll tell you guys about that maybe later yes but it's yeah right now we're just waiting we're just gonna go over some transfers go over uh what we're gonna be expecting a little bit later on as we as we wait for the rest of the international season to continue of course Euro Volley, Norseka Championships, all that good stuff starts in a little bit. And we're about, what, a month and a half away from the start of the Olympic qualifiers as well? That's right. And uh, it works out kind of well, really, because next weekend I will be gone. Or next week, sorry, I will be gone. So we will not have a show next week. I will be in Europe, which will be very cool. Uh, then we'll get back the following week and it'll be just in time for Euro Volley. So we're going to fill some time with something that everyone's really been asking us. Like everyone seems very very excited about this topic everyone's been begging us to talk about club volleyball transfers which we don't like to talk about while there's national team volleyball actively going on but we're going to talk about it now so uh which you don't like to talk about i've been i've been wanting to talk about it well yeah I'm, I'm gonna blame this one on you oh okay well fine i, I I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll plant my flag in the ground on this one i'm not going to talk about club volleyball transfers literally in the middle of vnl you stooges but now that there's no uh, volleyball going on we're, we're we have Plenty of time to talk about club volleyball transfers, so let's jump into it. We're going to start with one of the great resources in all of volleyball, and I'm going to put the link to this right now uh, in the live chat. 
This is yeah, do it because even I don't have it. Yes, this is the Tommy Blizzard transfer spreadsheet. This is one of the great resources we have in volleyball, curated by our own Tommy Blizzard. He keeps track of all the transfers in and out of every team in Italy on the men's side and the women's side. And look, I, I just I'm just seeing a million people like a, a bunch of anonymous links into this Google Drive, start looking at this, which is fantastic. So this is the men's one. Once we start talking about the women's one, I'll put that link in the chat as well. But this is an amazing resource that Tommy puts together. We'll, we'll go through this in a lot more detail. Like uh, in, before last club season, we did a full like two-hour-long show previewing the Superlega and the Lega Volley Femminile, and we'll, we'll dive into that a lot more in like a dedicated show in like probably October before the seasons get started. But... We can talk about some transfers here. We can give the people a little appetizer. So, yeah, uh, for sure. I, I just, I just, I, this is the best time because every every team thinks they're going to do better than last season, right? <laughs> no true. one has lost. No one has lost a game yet, and it's the best time to just clown teams on stupid moves. That like that. This is this is you know one of is, our favorite is, pastimes on this show. Exactly. It is literally going to be an entire episode of me just talking shit and hyping up any Canadian who's going anywhere. That's that's exactly what's going to happen. So if you're not ready for that, um, you can you can join us back in two weeks because that's that's exactly that's, <laughs> you, like you bet your ass that I think Monza's going to win the Scudetto next year. <laughs> oh man, love it. We'll we'll certainly get to that. But uh, let's let's go down this thing relatively quickly. Mostly just talk about the differences, like the guys who teams brought in, guys who teams lost. Starting with the Scudetto champs in Trentino, basically the same team. Uh, they do bring in Jan Kozamernik from Rosovia in the middle, and they bring in Camille Rikliski from Perugia at opposite, who. Um, as far as we know, will count as an Italian. Uh, not that it's going to matter because they've still got plenty of Italians on Trentino. But uh, other than that, they are pretty much identical. And they other are than, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, you lose your top scorer, Mateusz Kaczynski. Second of all, you lose Sereko Luzniak. But most importantly, most importantly, you lose the man who drives the bust, the the bust, the bust, the man who who sets the tone for everything, Mister Angelo Lorenzetti. That is a big change, massive, big change. massive change. I think yes, you're losing. You're you're not seeing the whole. Like we're not seeing a Modena like complete. Like let's just get rid of everyone and then we're gonna have an entire new team back. But you are missing some. You you are losing some massive pieces here and some massive pieces that have like been regulars in that Trentino squad this uh, I think they're going to take a, a step back hmm. okay so um, I actually don't know who the who the new coach is oh I guess it's uh I guess it's Fabio Soli yeah Fabio Soli the guy who coached Cisterna last year that's an interesting pickup I mean I think anything is going to be a downgrade from Lauren Zetti he's done an unbelievable job with that team the last couple of years finally got a Scudetto under the belt but yeah uh Rick Liskey, I've, I mean, my thoughts on him have always been pretty clear. I think he's overrated. I, I think he's got a pretty low ceiling. Uh, I think his, the, though his play style will fit decently well with Trentino. Yeah. And then I do like Jan Kozamernik a lot. I think he's perfectly good, but you lose that like top end explosiveness of Lisa Notch, even though Lisa Notch has struggled a little bit to stay healthy. So I think the identity of this Trentino team will be pretty similar. Yeah. But yeah. The, the difference under a new coach uh, is non-trivial. And I think I'm glad you brought that up. It's pretty important to know. Massive important. Massive. It's also important for the other team on the other side of that Perugia getting that coach. And I think, <laughs> I think that is going to be very, very interesting. We're going to talk about Perugia in a little bit, but 
I think that that would be very interesting. But yeah, totally. I, Trentino, you're right. Kozmarnik does the job, and Ritzlicki, I think he he fits into that fits into that Trentino kind of share the ball offense all very well. Though he's not as terminal, I would say, as Matej Kaczynski. Yeah, that that could work. That could work. We'll we'll see. I'm they'll curious. They'll still be top Trentino. four. They'll still oh, be top four. definitely. Yeah, they'll still be top four. Uh, all the way. By the way, question: Will you focus on the Italian leagues only? No. No. Uh, we'll we'll cover all of Europe. We just have. This, uh, yeah, more, we, more we have the resource that like we have literally all the Italian transfers in one place, thanks to our friend Tommy Blizzard. So that's where we're going to start, and then we'll move on from there. Uh, up next, Lube Chivinova, who definitely overperformed last year, losing mm. in the finals. Uh, they make really the, the biggest key change is bringing in Adis Lagumja at opposite. Uh, which is going to be definitely some stability there. They they couldn't really figure that out last year with a little bit of Gabi Garcia, a little bit of Zaitsev, even a little bit of Alex Nikolov. Uh, this will look like a more traditional offense with Lagumja on the right. Uh, they've still got Nikolov, Yant, Zaitsev, and Botolo. I mean, Tommy right now has Zaitsev listed as a starting outside hitter. I mean, that's what we saw with him with him last year, right? So he lined not? up he lined up at opposite, but then passed the ball a lot. So yeah. Who, who knows what they're going to do? Uh, they, we also aren't sure about Simone Anzani's health. I know he's um, he just had some kind of surgery. He might or might not play Eurovolley. Uh, they do bring him Jakob Tella. I do like that. The setter I, I, from I, Hawaii is the back like of the Checo. I like that, too. That's going to be cool. The Danish? He's Danish or he is, is he Norwegian? He is, I think he's Norwegian. Yeah, let's 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 volleybox this shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Tella is Norwegian. I think I got that wrong last time we talked about him. Uh, yeah. Um, but, He'll be an unbelievable serving sub off the bench at the very, very least. It, it, this is going to be another interesting saga of that pipeline. Norway, he's Nor- he's Norway or Norwegian. Cool. Yeah, um, this will be another interesting like kind of chapter in that pipeline of NCAA to uh, to Lego Volley because it hasn't really gone well in the past. Uh, the past, the fa- the past few guys, other than Nikolov, of course. But like looking at Garcia, looking at guys like Mads Kedjensen. You know, especially like like uh, um, the other Sander, Brandon Sander, guys going straight to uh, Lego Volley has hasn't worked out super well from the NCAA. I'm going to push back on the Gabby Garcia thing a little bit. He had a really good first year coming in when nobody expected him to start. So like Mads Ked Jensen. I mean, he he's terrible. Different conversation <laughs> entirely. Garcia had a good first year. Then he's been riding the bench behind one of the best opposites of a generation ever since. I don't think it. I don't think it's fair to call him his career a failure by any means. He's played two years. He's for one of the best clubs ever. He's going to go play in Padova, be the primary scorer this year. I think. Uh, don't 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 talk down so much on Gabi Garcia, especially now that I have to come to his defense, given that now he's American. Uh, I still see a huge, huge amount of upside, and we're going to see it this club season. We'll talk about him in a bit. But he's one Puerto th- Rican Ben Patch. Um, don't ever say that again. <laughs> that, that, is, that is slanderous. Slanderous. For, for, for me with, with uh, Lube, it's all, it's, right now it's the Nikolov question. Yeah. Where does Nikolov fit in? Does he slit, slide in on the on the left side? Can he get enough like good enough serve receive and ball control to be able to to, to be able to slot he slotted in there? I mean, we saw him get dismantled all throughout the VNL in serve receive. Every team was going at after him. And you know what? He has a fantastic swing. Maybe one of the purest swings and ball contacts I've ever seen, but new dude needs to pass the ball because he's not going to be able to survive on the right. Correct. Also, uh, for the first time, maybe ever, this is not a problem that Lube has, but they're going to have foreigner limit issues. 
Wow. With, with this particular team, especially if Anzani is hurt to start the season, they'll have to put in uh, Diamantini, who's definitely a step down, even though he's Italian. But they're going to need to start either Botolo or Zaitsev on the left, mm-hmm. uh, assuming that Marlon Yant is the other starter. And uh, yeah, I just don't really know how that's going to look. You're going to be leaving a very good player on the bench no matter what because of the foreigner issue. So uh, we'll see how Lube deals with that. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, you can see Tommy's Tommy's chart. The blue players and the projected starters are Italian, and you've got to have three Italians in your starting seven. That that's the rule in the Superliga. So uh, everyone's got to keep that in mind. Um, coming up next is Piacenza, who is basically the exact same team as last year. Really, yeah. the only change is they lose Kineski and they bring in Ricci in the middle. That's they're who cares that that's yeah. the most insignificant move. Uh, everything else is identical, and they bring in Anastasi too. Right. Confirmed stooge. Indeed. Right. Like, let's let's be honest. Last year, we saw the biggest breakdown of a team ever winning t- 20 straight matches, then going six and six to get knocked out of the quarterfinals and the semifinals of the, of the Champions League with arguably one of the like basically the best the best team money can buy you the year before he took a champions league team and playoff team in warsaw and didn't even make the playoffs with them in the, in the plus liga when are people going to stop giving anastasi con- contracts like couldn't have said it better that that yeah that's that's the, the most significant and pretty much the only change for piacenza we'll see if they can uh continue to disappoint i think they will continue to, to disappoint right remember because, they will play champions league this year which is which is i think they're going to do well in champions league really they're going to be one of those teams who does better in champions league than they do in uh in the regular season um because you've got a lot of this is a this is a i don't care team right you've got literally the kings of i don't care until it matters and Leo and, and, and romano <laughs> And Brizard, like Brizard and Romano and, and Lea are all players who are kind of be like, yeah, you know what? Like, this isn't a big, a big game. Let's just let's just do whatever. Like, this team's going to finish sixth in the regular season, I bet. Or like, you know, <laughs> just like last year. I mean, they did the same thing last year. They ended up getting third. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. They I was going to I was going to call Yuri Romano the personality driver of this team and just not caring until the playoffs but you're you're even more right about yohan de leal being very similar yeah Antoine Guzal, like yeah. you've got big big yeah i don't know what's gonna happen i wonder it's 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 kind of amazing how piacenza managed to build this that's so good on paper but they're just not very likable i find no. myself rooting against this team for some reason even though i love robert landy simone so much yeah Oh, this is where we need a, uh, Ronnie to come in and tell us all the tea that's going on in the in the the back end of uh, of of Piacenza. I mean, he was telling us last year that you know, like Piacenza as a club just has so much, like so far to go to be a team like Lube. That's uh, that will continue to be true. They they do have a long way to go. Uh, moving on to Milano. Milano obviously had maybe the best, maybe the biggest upset in club volleyball history last year, beating Peru, right. beating Perugia in that. That quarterfinal in the playoffs, they made a bunch of moves. So Poro still there at setter, Matteo Piano, Agustin Loser still in the middle, uh, Ishikawa still on the left. But they go out and get two amazing pins, both of whom could potentially play opposite. They go get Petar Zirlich from Cisterna, and they get Matej Kaziski from Trentino. So um, what will they do with Matej Kaziski? Will they put him on their right? Will they put him on the left? I'm I'm not sure because they've still got Mergarejo. Who's very good and very capable. yeah. I don't. I don't. 
I don't agree with what Tommy has here at all. You okay? I think you, you I think you put Dierlich on the bench. I think you, think you put Kaczynski on the right side. And the way that Medgarejo has been playing with this team, I think you have to put him in the starting lineup. I agree. Right. right. I, I I as as fantastic as Ishikawa was last year, and it's gonna kill me be, to say this because I know Ronnie's gonna clip it out and like use it against me. But I think Medgarejo on a number of occasions was the anchor of that team, and like showed up really really well for them down down the stretch. I think you need him on the court. I agree. I, yeah, I think Ishikawa and Poro is the best. Sorry, Ishikawa and Mergareko is the best outside duo. And uh, although I like Peter Dierlitz a lot, I think he's he's a stud. He's I mean proved it with his scoring numbers last year. But I do think Kaziski has that level of polish and Super Liga winning experience that that you kind of need. And you don't have to worry about him passing the ball. I think he's he's living his best life playing opposite at this point in his career. So we'll see yeah. what we'll see what Piazza, our new best friend, chooses to do with that team. Oh man, I forgot Piazza's there. It's so funny. You know, we've done a full 180 like Piazza. Oh man. Uh, on, on on the nine by nine. <laughs> no, I actually like that kind of that because you've got Matej Kaczynski and, and Derlich who are different right sides and different opposites. Like Derlich hits a heavy ball. And he, he he challenges the block really well. So I really like the the difference that you have there. Problem is you have Paolo Poro, who is once again another guy that Milano's like like the the come up kids, you know. Um yeah. they, they, going from stooge to favorites, but Paolo Poro still might set one of the ugliest right side balls in the league. Yeah, it's pretty gross. But we do like the kid. We saw him play this summer and I interviewed him and, and we liked him, but uh still not good at setting the right side. That's a fact. I <laughs> can't get around that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's Milano. I, I do think they'll be really interesting. Definitely a playoff team for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think you lose a little bit not having a guy like Jean Patry there, and 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 losing a Badapour in the middle, of course. <laughs> oh boy, good times, good times with them. Not at least they uh, at least they have four middles on their roster this yeah. year. They learned their lesson from last year. Also, also losing uh, a, another future Team USA and current Puerto Rican guy, Clisten Lawrence. <laughs> I knew you were going to make that joke. <laughs> You guys just take everything from them, don't you? Yeah, I, guess, I mean, they, they do belong to us. Uh, <laughs> Let's not go down that road. All right, coming up next, Vero Volimonza, uh, just outside Milano in the suburbs. This is basically Team Canada. Uh, we've got three Canadians now. Eric Lepke joins this team. Uh, of course, you got Stephen Marr. you you got Arthur Schwartz, who might be relegated to the bench, even with the departure of Garrett Grozer. You bring in Ibrahim Lawani, who made a big mm-hmm. splash in Toronto the second half of last year. Otherwise, mostly the same. I'm really excited, hoping that Kachopa stays healthy. Had that knee injury last year. But if he gets to set the entire year for Monza, this team's going to be pretty good. And if, not just because they have all Canadians. Kuchopa, like, A, I think Tommy might be, like, let's be honest. I feel like we've seen it before. If an Italian team has a Japanese player in the roster, they're going to play him a lot. You do and have I think, Ron Takahashi and now. Ron Takahashi did have a fantastic VNL. Um, and I think that Mar is going to be the P1, and then you're going to see that P2 flip-flop between Lepke and, and, um, and Takahashi. Like, you can't you can't have a guy like Takahashi on the bench. You also can't have a guy like Eric Lepke on the bench. So I think they're just going to pro- provide different different looks. Also, Lawani's still rehabbing that injury, so they're going to start with Schwartz on the right side and then bring him in. But you got two guys who are long and physical on the on the right there for this uh, Monza squad, and they're going to be playing champion or they're going to be playing either Challenge CEV. Cup or CEV Cup. I don't I don't, really, I don't remember which. 
Because, yeah, I, I was expecting them to get bumped up to probably yeah. CEV Cup for finishing fifth, but I think they might they might not have. I think they might just be playing Challenger Cup. I'm not or I'm not sure. So we'll see, but they'll be playing something in the CEV. I, I actually do like this team. Mm -hmm. I like Galassi and DiMartino. I like those two middles a lot. Uh, I love Kachopa. And I, I like that they have two capable opposites and three capable outside hitters. I think that's... Uh, that's an important thing to have. I mean, we talk about the third outside hitter a lot as being a pretty important piece of a team. And mm -hmm. even if it ends up being Eric Lepke, which right now, Everett, I hate to break it to you, Eric Lepke will be the third outside hitter on this team when all said and done. But he's going to get playing time. He's going to be useful. He's going to have utility, and Mons is going to need him. In in key situations, it's, they're going to go to the reliable Canadians. That That's what's going to happen in Monza. I, uh, <laughs> your face <laughs> just, we've seen this movie before uh, at least now we know that steven marr is the most invincible of the three he 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 will play every match because he is a stud and he is the exact type of play style guy that they need and they had him last year and he was one of the best scoring outsides in the league so um uh, we obviously love steven marr here on this show yeah, I like Monza. I, I think that they can be good. They can, if, especially if they play CEV Challenge Cup, they should be the favorite to win that tournament. Mina Villa is always such a hater on Canadian people. Like always, always a hater in the chat of of any Canadian. Poor, poor attacking IQ. Yeah, okay. yeah We're, um, clearly you didn't watch any of Monza last year when Mar was one of the best both volume and efficiency outsides in the league. So I'll defend Everett in Canada on this one. Stephen Mar is fantastic. Man, really I, good. You you just like Stephen Marr because his parents love you. I I also like Stephen Marr because his parents love both of us. Uh, great, great. Shout outs to the Marr family. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to Perugia. Oh boy, did we have fun making fun of Perugia this past season? And sure enough, they the biggest move they made, like you said, was Angelo Lorenzetti at head coach. Other than that, really, the only move they made was bringing in Wasim Bentara at opposite, who I love. I love this guy. I think he's way better than Rick Liskey. Way better. And I expect him to start over Herrera, who is staying. Other than that, it's the same. They've still got uh, still got like a three-headed middle thing. They've still got Plotnitsky, who I'm kind of surprised uh, Tommy doesn't have as a projected starter, to be honest. But uh, what do you think, Everett? What do you think Lorenzetti – is Lorenzetti the answer? Can he fix – the the loser culture or the choking culture in the playoffs of Perugia. So here's 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 my thing. The problem isn't Anastasi. It's not Heinen. It's not Gerbich. It's not any one of these revolving doors of coaches. Gerbich didn't coach there, did he? No, I'm he did. Yeah, he did. No, he did. He yeah, did. Gerbich he did. coached there. Yeah. I think two years ago. It's it's not any one of these revolving doors of coaches. It's clearly the um. Who's who's the Jerry Jones of of the volleyball world? <clears throat> Are there Searchy, Gino Searchy? And I mean, hey, when I was doing a little bit of research of this at the end of the season, you start looking up like like Trentino when they joined the league, they just bought another team's like basically like another team was like was in bankruptcy and they bought their way back into it. You know, like Searchy built this team up from the lowest levels at the beginning of the 2000s and built up Perugia to be a force in, in, in this level. And he, he owns a construction company and, and all of that. So I understand why he's so passionate about it, right? Like this is a dream that he's had now for 20 plus years and he's built up to it. 
you know, unlike other clubs that have just kind of like bought bought their way into the the top leagues, they've really earned their way. So I have massive amount of respect for that. But when you hear some hear some of the remarks from the players leading up to that Champions League final against Zaxa during that playoff of against Milano, like he's in there giving the pep talk. Like this dude is the Jerry Jones of the volleyball world. That so comparison it, couldn't be better. It, it, it couldn't. It couldn't. It, like because they they have the biggest budget. Everyone thinks you know. Everyone thinks it should be them. They're buying the best players in the world. You know, and they just can't get the job done. So for me, if I'm Lorenzetti, I, I have a clause in my contract that you are not allowed in my my dressing room you are not allowed at practices you are not like there is stipulations of what you can and cannot do around this team because this team has the ability but it just seems to me like they're in that pressure cooker created by Gino Cerchi now you talked about Wesson Bentara I don't like this move at all I really Really? I I really don't this Wesson Bentara what has he ever done on the big stage at any level Right, he's Tunisian, so international volleyball, like African championships, don't matter. I'm sorry, like like it's them against Egypt, and that's it. Cameroon comes in and does a little dance, like we see every year at the World Championships, but <laughs> that that's that's about it. He played for a Stal Nisa team that made the playoffs once in his time there, which was last season, and they got knocked out r- right off the bat. Like this, he is not like you're going from being a guy who has never had any pressure on him ever and is just a high flyer and a big banger to being in the biggest pressure pressure situation in volleyball. Furthermore, like their players their play style is very heavily left side loaded. You have some of the best swingers on the left side there with with Plotnitsky, Semenyuk and Leon. All of the balls on that team are going to be middle and left side, right? And and down the pipe. You need a guy like Rich Litsky. I loved Rich Litsky there because he just kind of he goes in and just does his role, right? He sets up a good block. He plays good good around the ball, and he kills the ball when he needs to. He's not a guy who's going to come in and lead your team. He's not that that stereotypical big right side, which Winston Ventara is. Now you're just you're creating more decisions for the setter. They don't have a clear uh, path and outlook. A lot of volume needs to go to the left side, but how can a lot of volume go to the left side and go to Wasim Bentara, who's a guy who's unproven in pressure pressure situations? Because you know that Herrera is also a guy who doesn't do well in pressure. He's either going to be fantastic or he's going to be bad, but he's going to make 15 errors while doing it because I'm going to be chirping him on this on the sidelines, right? <laughs> so I don't like this move at all. It it it's it's very much just like, hey. We're just going to get another big swinger in. Why not? Like, there's, there's no, like, there's no thought about the fit, about the chemistry. And as I've said, he has never proved himself in a pressure, pressure situation. He's played one playoffs in his life. He never plays national team. Okay, I, I like this take because I completely disagree, and I'm really excited to see which one of us is uh, comes out on top at the end of the season because I love Bentara, and I think it's going to work really well. I think he's the perfect play style fit. I think that. He is. I think that he can hang. I think that he can handle it. He just hasn't had any opportunities. I mean, come on. You play for Nissa. They almost got relegated the first year he was there. Yeah. Actually, they did get relegated, and they lost the. Or then they won like the series against the team that got promoted. Then the following team, they made the playoffs because he's that good. And they finally gave him a, a couple half decent foreign teammates. I like Bentara. I think it's going to work. Don't don't talk about oh oh the setter has too many choices. The setter is Simone Janelli. 
if he can't figure it out, then nobody can. Uh, I, but I also completely agree with Lorenzetti keeping Sirci out the gym because last year Anastasi was only in there to not get in the way. He was just in there to put out a starting lineup and stay out of the way. Lorenzetti is completely different. Lorenzetti wants and should have complete control of everything. He should be the guy. He should be the voice. He should like he should mold that team's identity. Anastasi was completely the opposite. He was just trying to get out of the way and not screw anything up. And if if, if you're gonna let Lorenzetti do his job, you need to keep Gino Sirci as far away from the on day-to-day operations as possible. So I do agree with that. But I love Bentara, and I think he's going to have a fantastic year. So we'll see which one of us is right about that. I mean, I hope you're right. I just, I, I don't know. The math isn't math in, in my head. Yeah. One thing that we have to uh, remember, too, about Lorenzetti is that his relationship with, with Gianelli, right? Like, Gianelli grew the up Trentino in that years. system. Yes. They, they, grew, they really grew up together. Like, he has been as his coach forever, for, for a long time. Um so yeah, I, I I think that it is going to be it, it is going to be very much like like as much as Lorenzetti is brought in to coach Trentino, I think he's really being brought in as well to coach Gianelli because if you coach Gianelli, you make Gianelli the the like the kingpin of that team and like the ability to make those decisions and like give him that power, then like because we saw a regression in Gianelli for sure over the course of that, absolutely. Uh, of that season last year. And I want to see, I, I want to see how Lawrence Eddie can, can work with him. And we all know that they have a great relationship. So it should be good. That is another very, very good take. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Perugia is always, always going to garner plenty of conversation. Let's move on to a team that made approximately 1 million moves. Uh, talking about Modena, one of the best clubs of all time, who is really trying to cling on to that elite status that they haven't really, haven't really had the last couple of years. I think we needed to take it away <laughs> because think... this team ain't it. <laughs> this no. team ain't it. No, no, they're not. I mean, uh, so this this projected starting lineup is a really interesting one. The, the only really pieces they keep are Bruno and then Sanguinetti and Daddy Stankovic. And as, Rinaldi. As two of the middles and then Rinaldi. So they bring in Maxim Sapochkov from Verona, who I love. I think that's a great move. I think he's probably not better than Adis Lugumja, but at least as good. They also bring in Vlad Daviskiba from Monza, who's okay. I mean, he's like a he's a second outside hitter. They also bring in the legendary Osmani Juan Terena back in Italy and to just be like a, a factor off the bench. And he helped Zirat Bank win the Turkish League Championship last year. They also bring in Anton Brema in the middle, who Everett and I both love. So they've got three great options in the middle. They've got three okay options on the left side. Everett, what do you think is Modena's ceiling? Oh, I don't think their ceiling is very high. To be mm. to be perfectly honest, like you want, like first and foremost, I think it's very interesting that Wantahana went to Modena, considering that when he left Lube, he was just like, if I was to play in the Super League again, it would be for Lube. Like this, this is my home. Doesn't doesn't get that. And then now Tommy is predicting him to be on the bench. That's that's very interesting. I don't think this team has and a Tommy is a Modena fan. And Tommy way. is yo, Tommy is like a Modena lifer. Like Huge. it must be hurting him to be writing out this uh um this one. But I mean, I, I think this is a team that has really put all their eggs in a f- like uh, all their eggs in a few baskets. And I think, you know, they they paid Angapath for a long time. They brought in Swan to ha- keep him happy there, there <laughs> for a little bit. That. You know, they <laughs> 
they 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 keep on going to Bruno, and let's be honest, we keep on seeing Bruno. That Bruno is just—he's not Bruno anymore. You know, it's it's like watching Tom Brady. Brady with the Bucks. It was good for a little bit, but it just got bad after that. So, like honestly, I see like Monza and Milano, and probably even Piacenza. Even they're probably going to suck ahead of ahead of Modena right now. I think Modena is going to be good. They're going to be good just because of that legacy aspect. And when you play for a club like Modena, you have like a little bit more pride and you, you show up and they kind of stay with it. And they still have some good players. But ultimately, like when push comes to shove, is Rinaldi and Davis Skiba be able, going to be able to get the job for you? And like as good as Shaposhkov was last year at the beginning of the season, he really kind of fell off. And like we're, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see for me like that sophomore slump how that affects him because totally. he's a guy who's a seven foot two guy that is sometimes hitting down here. Like he's six, nine, you know? Yeah. And that it, it's one of those things where he can be very error prone. Do I think, and I completely disagree that bringing Shaposhkov is in, in, in is like, is just equal to, to Lagumjia. Like, I mean, I don't let Burkai hear me say this, but like Lagumjia is far timed in, in my opinion, way better and way more, uh, um, like seasoned and like we we know how good Lagumji is. Once guy, once again, Sapochkov, we didn't know he was who he was until the beginning of the last season, right? He doesn't play with Russia on the international stage, whereas like Lagumji has been there with with Turkey. He ha- like this is his second year in the in the league. Lagumji has kind of figured things out. Like this to me is is a downgrade for for Modena for sure. And I'm not entirely sure Sapochkov can handle it all throughout the year. Okay, we'll see. Uh, also, <laughs> I really love this chat message. It just says. Penali bad. Penali bad. And, <laughs> and I completely them. agree. There's, there's and there's two, two of them. them. They brought in two Penalis. Yeah, Julio Penali sucks and everyone knows it. But that's okay. Um, also, we, we can throw out this entire transfer spreadsheet. It's 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 completely invalid. No, nobody needs to trust it. That's because Tommy has Daddy Stankovic starting on the bench. Obviously, that cannot ever, <laughs> ever be the case. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, is he Italian now? <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, he's been Italian. Daddy's been Italian for a couple of years now. But uh, I, you know, in all seriousness, I actually do really like Sanguinetti, the, the Italian that he has probably yeah. in the starting lineup. I, I do like that kid a lot. He ended up he was he ended up starting over Crick last year because Crick is an embarrassment. Where's Crick going? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Tommy doesn't even have him on this <laughs> list. <laughs> God, I love this so much. <laughs> That dude's become a mean. Hilarious. Oh, also, uh, also, and I'm not sure I knew this, but they replaced Andrea Gianni. Yeah. I, I don't know who this Petrella guy is, the new coach. I'm uh, pretty sure he was like coaching under him this year. Yeah, uh, Crick has, has not signed with anyone. Oh, Crick's a free agent. Well, yeah. Yikes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, they break up the Petrella and Gepeth and, and Gianni love duo, and we'll see how they go. Uh, Petrella has been the assistant coach for Lorenzetti uh, for the past five, six years at Trento. Um, at Trento, and before that was an assistant coach for Modena. Nice. Okay. Yep. Well, Modena is going to be an interesting one. Uh, let's talk about Chisterna. We, we, should, we should pick up the pace here a little bit. Chisterna is weird because they never really finalized their roster until like the last possible second. They yeah. do get Pavle Peric, who I like, and they get Teo Four from France to make his debut in the Superliga. But past that, I don't really know. Tommy has him here on the right side. Yeah, four four is an opposite. Is he? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. 
But uh, yeah, he does, doesn't have Parrish in the starting lineup, which I completely disagree with. I don't know who this Ferragut guy is. No Why idea who that is. Why am I stupid? Yeah, four is uh, an opposite. Okay. We'll um, see. She's staring as uh, never one of the most relevant teams. No. If at all. Yeah, they're usually they're, they're a little bit. He's Ferragut is Spanish. Played for Narbonne last year. Oh, Pablo Parrish is way better than whoever that is. I guess we'll see. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's talk about Verona. Verona is an interesting one. Uh, they get Donovan Zavaronok from who was riding the bench on Trentino last year. They get Amin, the Iranian lefty. They get Aiden Zingle, the Australian who now apparently counts as Italian in the middle, which actually does help. But um, he might not really play because they have Mosca, who's Italian, I think is better. They've still got The Rock. They've still got Namori Keita, who will probably play on the right side where he belongs, but then they've also got Amin. I don't there's really no know. Way. There's no there's no because you have Francesco uh Asani there out there from UCI as well, which is which is wild. He's an wild. opposite. So he'll be the he's listed here as an outside hitter, but he's he's an opposite. He, he'll be he's, he'll be the third opposite for he's, sure. He's he's Jake Haynes esque, in my opinion. He, he is a lot arm, a lot more dynamic. No, he's no a joke. lot more dynamic than Jake Haynes. A lot more dynamic. I'm not saying he's going to be a national team stud, but he is a lot more dynamic than Jake Haynes. He, I mean, he'll he'll never sniff the court for Verona. That's obviously the point. He's like a he's like a Kliston Lawrence. Like go ride the bench for a, a talented team and get some experience. Yeah. Uh, so I, I saw him. I saw him warm up with the B team last summer at the Pan Am Cup because he didn't ever touch the court uh, behind behind Jake Haynes. Right. But, so, um, yeah. But no. The, to me, you have to have a mean start. Like you don't bring a guy on like like a mean to to have him on the right like on the bench. A. But then B. Like Verona has shown their colors. Right. Stoichev has shown his colors. They're gonna put Keda on the left side. You're gonna start Keda and. And the rock, and that's why they have Dazvranok in there to kind of solidify the serve receive when they need it to be. You're gonna have Kate on the left side, Tommy. Like, quit, quit <laughs> wishing for this. Quit wishing. Come on. Like, let's go. Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, do I trust Radostin Stoichev to make a good decision? Literally, ever? No. 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 <laughs> no. No. no, of course not, especially when he has too many pieces to play with, which once again, he does way too many options. He will make all the wrong choices. Oh, boy. Yeah. Strap in. Get ready for the ride with Verona. Uh, Toronto. I have no idea what's going on with this team. Oh, this they, team is crazy. They, they, they do bring in Kyle Russell and Jeff Jendrick, which I like, but then they go out and sign Filippo Lanza. Let's get go. First team here. all hair. First team all hair with oh. Daddy Stankovic. Um, and you have Esteban Gutierrez from, from Cuba as well. You've got Trinidad Dejaro setting this team. This team is honestly all over the place, and I'm here for it. Complete because wild card. You know, you know this team is going to be mostly garbage, but they're going to pull out some big wins. Like they're going to beat, they're probably, they're probably going to lose to everyone but beat be Piacenza twice. <laughs> that's, that's honestly what I think Put is that on the I record is because happen. I could completely see that happening. I could completely see that happening. They they lose to like whoever the new team is, Catania. They lose to them, and then they they end up beating Piacenza a couple of times. Could totally see it. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I do do like that. There's a couple Americans though. We didn't have any Americans in the Super League. Kyle last Russell week. needs to be in the Italian league. Like he needs to be out there flexing those muscles, serving aces, so that John Spira knows his name for next year. Thank you. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> moving, moving on to Padova. Uh, Padova will be likely very irrelevant. Uh, they have Gabi Garcia, who I like. 
they have uh, Gardini. <laughs> oh god, if you have to start Davide Gardini, oh boy, you've got your own problems. They do have Paolo Poro's little brother at outside, who I think is supposed to be a really good prospect. So we'll see if he gets some time. They get Fabian Plock, the Dutch middle. They still have Zanger at libero, which is still a confusing signing to me. Uh, they have Falaski at center, who I actually really like. I think that's an upgrade over Saita. But, I mean, this team is not going to do anything. They're not going to make the playoffs. If they if they don't get relegated, that'll be a good season, and I think we can kind of leave it at that. Yeah, pre- pretty much. Especially, I mean, I don't think they're going to get relegated. I think you need to look at Catania for that. Catania is basically they just took a bunch of all-stars from the uh, – um, from the second league from last from last year, Luka Basic, like Paul Buchkager, like those are their biggest names that they have. Santiago Arduno, that's Arduno, that's all right. Yeah, he's been he's been been playing forever. We've got Masulovic, who's the Serbian guy in the middle. He's he's okay, but yeah, if I had to pick a team right now to get relegated, it's this one. It's Catania. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, that's uh that's pretty much all of the Italian league. Yep. Um, That's it for for the men's Italian league. I think we should talk about the women's Italian league. And I mean, we'll, we'll obviously start with Coneliano here. Actually, oh, we're doing we... men and women today. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, okay, well, we're not going to have time to do anyone else if we're doing men and women Italian league. Well, we'll we'll, we'll go through it a little bit faster because I think after after the top couple teams in the women's side, uh, it's it's a little bit less significant. I just put the link in the chat for the women's Italian transfer spreadsheet, also curated by Tommy Blizzard. Um, starting off with the champs in Coneliano, very few changes. Link's, link's not there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I just put it in the chat. Figure it out. I put it. It's it's in our uh, it's on our show notes doc as well. Oh, so, and the, you put it in the chat of the uh... the live chat of the video. Yeah, oh, that's right there. I'm not I'm not seeing it. Oh. Pe- people let let me know if you if you can see it or not. I... I just put it in there. Uh, anyway, uh, Corneliano is likely the same team. They do change a couple of their backup outside hitter options, including picking up Khalil Lanier, which I love. I think that's really cool. Um, but same team, Volos, Hawk, big question marks around like Catherine Plummer, Kelsey Robinson, uh, I guess Khalil Lanier, Alessia Gennari, like who knows what they're going to do at outside hitter. Can they still... Uh, keep that level high enough with uh, the couple Americans who have been inconsistent. I mean, they did win last year to their credit. Why? How did that not work? I just put just put that link in the chat. You have to press enter. I did that. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Just put it in again. I put it in twice. Ridiculous. Anyway, um, I mean, we got to talk about the biggest signing in all a club volleyball, men's or women's, this entire offseason is Paula Egonu to Vera Volley Malonza. That is by far the biggest signing of any team, any gender, anywhere. Paula Egonu is coming back to Italy. She is going to Milano. I mean, we're calling them Malonza again for a second straight year because they still can't figure out what their own club's name is. At this least, is a huge deal. At least this team for Milano makes so much more sense. More sense. So, so so much more sense you don't have a million players at every position right it there's a very clear like what what we're going to be doing here finally brenda castillo gets on a team where she can actually play that's amazing and having bro this team is going to have some flavor to it i actually kind of like it i like it too i i I actually kind of like it you bring in bayama um who 
showed that she could be at, at the top level last year. Yep, with just Bakken. won a Champions League. Yeah. Cazote, uh, okay. That, that's 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 pretty nice. I Nika actually Dal- really like her. I think she's the best outside on this team. Yeah, like Nika, Nika Daldorf. It's very clear that, like, hey, Ogonu is going to drive this bus, right? And you have Oro there setting. I kind of like it. I kind of do. They, I like I think it. They, I think they did a good job with this. Uh, somebody says, no way Seal is going to be benched. I completely disagree. I think Bayama and Kazot is a great outside hitter duo. Sila, like, Sila is past. Sila's not Martin. good. Sila's yeah, not Sila's good. Not, like, yeah, no. I don't know what you've been watching if you're yeah. thinking about Sila pre-pandemic or whatever. She, not not the player she used to be. I like this team. I, I actually really like this team. If if there's a year to finally knock Corneliano off the top of the league, it could be this year, and it could be with Egonu on Milano. Um I mean, it's interesting in the Italian Women's League because, and just kind of in the women's game in general, the outside hitter position past Gabi and Arena Fedorovtseva, who I think are the top two in that order, past that, I don't really, I, I see kind of a big jumbled mix at like the B plus A minus level in the world. Uh, at, at outside hitter, just kind of across the board. I think the biggest defining factor for this year in the in the Italian Women's League is who's going to rise to the occasion and be the most consistent outside hitters. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry, I was... Somebody I was... give give me the, the figure it out a week of the award. Why? Yeah. What did I say? Because you, you, fig- you couldn't post the damn thing in the chat. I, I, I will screenshot this on my side. I posted the link twice in this mm-hmm. chat. You, you stooges. Milano is basically a fucking bag from AliExpress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did bring over th- oh. literally three Vakif Bank players from last year. Yeah, they, they did. <laughs> um, so yeah, this. Oh, sorry, that's 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 gonna be that's gonna be a fun one. I mean, I I think this is this could be the year that Caneliano may no longer win the league. Uh, let's move on to another team that will be a factor. That's Scandici. Scandici once again has made a bunch of moves that will that will provide themselves Ooh. an utter nightmare with the foreigner limit. Why can't they figure this out? They bring in Britt Herbots, they bring in Carol, one of the best middles in the world, they bring in Maya Onyenovich, and they're not going to be able to start one of those players because of the foreigner limit. What are we doing? They had the same problem last year. How do you not learn? How do you not figure it out? You're, you should be aware that you need three Italians in your starting seven. Why would you not? Why would you bring in Britt Herbots if you can't start her in Juting? Come on, figure it out. We might have to rename the Figure It Out of the Year award after Scandici's front office. I mean, Tommy's right about this projected starters. They have a foreign setter, they have two foreign middles, and they have two foreign outsides. They're going to have to probably play Francesca Villani at outside, who I like. We, yeah, but uh, she's not Britt Herbots or Juting. No. One of those guys is going to have to sit on the bench. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they make a huge downgrade at Libero, uh, allowing Brenda Castillo to walk because they didn't have room for her in the foreigner limit either. Come on. Not to mention, you have the Italian B team uh, line up on the right side of Nwakalor and Antropova. Like, who, who are you going to pick? Who are going to pick from, from Antropova? From two- and Antropova is, is a top five opposite in the league, without question. I, I have no. No issues about her, but uh, I mean, no, Walker, she's, I mean, she's been able to prove that she's been able to get it done. She's able to prove at the VNL not, that she was able to get it done. Not even a conversation. Not even a conversation. I mean, clearly a disrespect for Italy. 
Antropova doesn't even have an Italian passport yet. She isn't eligible to play for the national team. Otherwise, she would She was on the roster this year. She was, she was on the roster, but the whole reason she didn't play is because she couldn't. No, you can't, she couldn't be on the roster if she couldn't. No, she could not have been on the roster for VNL for Italy if she did not have an Italian passport and was not eligible to play. Italians, for back me up here. It just broke today that she is on the Eurovolley roster. They brought three opposites yeah. on the Eurovolley roster, but... There is an asterisk that if she can't sort out her passport, which so far she is not, then they'll replace her with somebody else. They, they do not have Antropova's Italian status fully figured out yet. That, that is still up in the air. I, I guarantee you. So somebody okay. from Italian, back me up on this. I think it's just like literally she doesn't have a physical passport, so she can't travel outside of Italy. Also, I think you've got the wrong Nwakalor. I think this is Linda Nwakalor, the middle, not Sylvia Nwakalor, the opposite. Oh, oh do we? Yeah, Linda Nwakalor. So. Bro, we have too many people with the same names here. <laughs> uh, anyway, Scandici has foreigner limit problems again. I can't believe they didn't figure this out. But they are extremely talented, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Novara is going to take a huge step back. Massive. Huge step back. They lose Abra Karakur to the Russian League, of all places. Uh, they lose... Who else did they lose? Uh, they lost both of their outside hitters. They lost Jordan Poulter. They have a bunch of Italians. They're still going to be good in the middle, but uh, they're they're incredibly weak on the pins. If this team makes the playoffs, that would be good. That's that. that those are my thoughts for them. You know who they've also picked up though? Lorenzo Bernardi. Oh no! Yes. Oh no! Yes. yes, yes. Oh no! Oh no! We have to watch Bernardi. Yep. Oh. Bernardi is back as a coach. Oh, that's the, the worst f- news I've the, ever heard. The funniest thing, too, is that when you oh. Google Lorenzo Bernardi, the first yeah. picture that that uh, shows up is a picture of him coaching for uh, Perugia, like looking like he's wanting to choke someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I didn't know that Bernardi went to the women's side. Oh, I don't want to watch this guy. Yeah. Also, you have Orthman here. I think Orthman is better than... Than Anne Bice, I agree. Yeah, yeah, for Orth- sure. Orthman's really good, but still, uh, this Novara team will will not be very good. Uh, this Kieri team up next, I actually kind of like, but they lack the they lack the superstar power on the wings. I think they're going to be okay. I like Weitzel in the middle; she's definitely going to start. Mm-hmm. I actually like Grabelna on the right side too, and then I like Avery Skinner over Maddie Kingdon as far as American outsides go. So they're going to be good. I think they'll make the playoffs, but uh, probably like. Fifth or sixth, bro. There's so much movement on the like lower on like all of that's, the yeah the women. It seems like the lower teams like there's so much, so much movement. That's why I don't really think we can cover all of it in this show. Save it for our dedicated Lega Volley Feminile preview later. Like similarly, Castle Maggiore. I mean, a ton of movement. Micah Hancock to setter Malvina Smarzek back to the Italian league at opposite. Uh, a bunch of names that I don't know, like two two middles that I've never heard of. Uh, Perinelli and Kanyin are two Italian outsides that I've barely heard of. Uh, yeah, Ali Franti leaves. Lauren Carlini leaves. Adu Malawal leaves. Yeah, like who knows? There's this, this is the this is the part that Everett's talking about where there's there's just a huge revolving door at every position for Busto, which is like used to being a top five team, all the way down here. Um, hey, wow, Van Busker. New team. Yeah, that's cool. You get a Canadian girl, but like literally the entire team, the entire team is brand new. Is 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 brand new. So it'd be interesting to see where Carly Lloyd goes. 
um, the Amer- former American national team setter. Still a free uh, agent as far as it looks right now. Yeah, yeah, looking like that as well. Um, like what are we talking about? Berg- I mean, Bergamo, uh, kind of similar, a couple differences. I really don't they like... In, they brought in Rosanska, Rosanski yeah, and Dabasiba. Like that's not too bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't like Lorena on the right side. She, no. she is a, a back wall machine. Other than that, they're they're kind of similar to last year. They lose a couple of the Americans on that team that I liked. What's next, Firenze? Well, I don't know really anybody that's on this team. No, um, Maomayu Ishikawa. You know, a little oh. bit of Japanese flavor. Okay, there. I didn't know that she was coming to Italy. That's cool. Yeah, um, Ishikawa's sister, of course. Right, right. Um, other than that, Lawrence Stervens. Yeah, former Ohio State girl is in the middle. She was good. Yeah, I don't know if she's Italy good. I guess we'll see. Alsmeyer as well. Yeah, um, she's pretty good from uh, Schwerin and uh, Germany. So, all right, fair enough. All right, whatever. Uh, Valfolia here, Lorm Gikuma, uh, Camilla Mangardi. I'm a I'm a I'm a Camilla Mangardi fan. I like her. I think she's a bit of a bull in China shop, which is what I call any smallish right side in the women's game with a good shoulder and and good contact. So yeah, she can pound the ball. But she, like she, after that good season she had with Busto a couple years ago, she has done nothing at all since. Yeah, I know. That's just the Alexa Gray effect. When you play beside her, you just get automatically <laughs> Awesome. Um, getting that in there. Cuneo, pretty irrelevant. They've got uh, Anna Hawks, or yeah, Isabel Hawks' little sister, Anna Hawk, on the outside. Uh, Anna Stevenson, the American, who I like. Maddie Kubik from Nebraska coming over, American. I didn't really know that. That's cool. Stegroat, I like. <sighs> Who knows? Uh, Pinarolo, I, c- I can't even believe they survived in the league. Uh, not very many moves that I recognized. Roma is back. Welcome back to the, the top division, Roma. Um, don't have any inspiring moves that make me think they're going to stay there. And then Trentino, welcome back to the top league as well for Trentino. I also don't see any very inspiring moves that make me think they're going to stay there. No, me neither. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. Uh, like the, the women's league, very top heavy. Yeah, very top, as, very top as heavy. it always is. But the the big move, of course, is Paola Egoni back to Italy and going to Milano. That is that is huge. Yeah, for sure. All right, Rob, where do you, where where do we want to go with this? Do we like do we want to go by league? Um, we almost should yeah. have done this in two different ones: one men, one women, because it's it's a lot to talk about all the yeah. transfers, uh, okay, all we, at we, once. We can speed through a couple before we we talk about. We'll do we'll often do plus league. We'll do Sultan Marligi for the women. But before we do those things, there's a couple things that we should talk about. Yeah. First, first of all, we hit twenty thousand subscribers. Oh, we did we hit twenty thousand YouTube. YouTube subscribers. How about that? Um, big shout out to that one. Uh, TJ DeFalco clip from VNL of his big ba- bounce against the Dutch, which got us 10,000 subscribers, basically. It actually? <laughs> yeah. Do yeah, like our VNL trip, since our VNL trip, we've done like, we've basically done 10,000 subscribers. So, uh, yeah, it was nice. Thank you very much for supporting us. Um, a lot of those new subscribers are from India and I- Indonesia. So, welcome. Um, and yeah, it's great, great to be up in the bigger numbers again. Still, still a little way, a little ways away from the fifty thousand that the OG channel once was at. But uh, thank you for everyone and participating, and thank you mostly. I, I, I want to thank mostly the fans to this show because yeah. you guys are showing up consistently. And I mean, 
when was it like when we were doing the shows leading up to vnl last year we were like getting 250 people dude we have 250 people who tune in live now yeah uh, which is crazy so if you are like we there's so many of you who tune in week in and week out and we thank you for that really really true truly we do because this is this is the best thing that that we do so we appreciate that yeah we appreciate it a lot uh it was it's been difficult to build this channel. I mean, I'll certainly speak for Everett. It, it was, I mean, I, I had very little to do with it just from jumping on the show, but Everett it mostly has built this channel back from zero, from, from where the old channel was. And I think it feels good to see the 20,000 subscriber number. It feels good. It feels, feels legitimizing. Uh, I, I love the VNL content that we did. I love this show. I love the, the community that we've built around this show and in the Volleyball Source Discord. So this is good. This is good news. It's a nice step, and we're going to keep going. Yeah, it'll be fun. And uh, to celebrate, to celebrate twenty thousand subscribers, you should pick up some merch from that volleyball dot store. Yeah, absolutely. Head over to that volleyball dot store. Use the code fifteen percent off to or fifteen. Use the code spicy for fifteen <laughs> for fifteen percent off. Uh, you won't get any of this cool Algonquin College Thunder merch, though. That's uh, <laughs> I lo- love that you're wearing that. That's an exclusive back from my playing days. Um, fun story: They're not called the Algonquin Thunder anymore. They're now the Algonquin Wolves because the um, the student president of the president of the student, student association a few years ago decided that uh, Thunder was appropriating culture from the indigenous so we decided to call it the wolves instead yes um so i will forever like you mean like thunder like the natural worldwide weather phenomenon that literally everybody everywhere has experienced yeah yeah absolutely and i mean like our logo was you know uh, like a a thun, like a, a lightning, lightning, bolt. lightning and bolt and a, th- and a thunder. Um, so apparently they did like a referendum within the school and they asked the students whether what they wanted as a name and the options were the uh, the thunder, the wolves, the gray wolves, and the nice wolves. <laughs> the nice, the nice wolves, yes. I wish then, that had won. And then basically be- everyone voted for Thunder because no one wanted it to change. And then basically they were just like, well, there was the most options was for was for Wolves. So purely, clearly people want that. So they went with the Wolves. And I will never support it. I will never support Sorry, Yella, uh, but I will never support it. But we yeah, do no. love Yella Van Kuyman, the coach over there. He's the best. Yeah, he's also the mental trainer coach for Team Canada uh, men's volleyball. But yeah, head over to that volleyball.store. Uh, use the code SPICY to get 15% off your order. Rob, you should be getting yours any day. Yes, I've, I've got some got some 9x9 gear on the way. I'm very much looking forward to it. Also, uh, we got to talk about Where's Daddy. It's everyone's favorite part of the show. It's where uh, I hide Daddy Stankovic somewhere in one of our assets. And you have to find him. If you find Daddy Stankovic, who is our hero and the official mascot of the 9x9, if you find Daddy Stankovic, you comment the timestamp in the main YouTube comments after the show of where he is. You get a shout-out on the following week's show. So last week we were talking about Challenger Cup, and you see there uh, that, that I can't read the jersey number from here, but the shortest player there on the French women, yeah, number 63, as a matter of fact, is Daddy Stankovic. So congrats, nice. Daddy. Congrats, Daddy, for winning the Challenger Cup on the women's side. Uh, and people found him right away in the chat. Our friend Kenny McGraw was first. Uh, our friend Franz from the Philippines right after that. We found had some people finding finding Daddy Stankovic here celebrating with the French team. So if you find Daddy Stankovic, comment where he is. 
in the, as the timestamp uh, in the main YouTube comments after the show is over. And if you're the first one to do it, you get a shout out next week. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, one of our favorite yeah. things, one of our favorite things that we have in the volleyball source universe. Always, always a good time. Absolutely. Also, real quick, Rob, let's give a big shout out right now to our boy Michael Gomez, who's mm. going through who's going through a scary time right now with a possible possible detached retina. If anyone knows Gomez, he is quite possibly the best photographer in the volleyball game. He was there in Ottawa recently, and he's just going through going through a rough time right now. So we're sending him our love. He's a Chicago guy like you. He's one of my buddies um he's been absolutely killing it he's actually just been signed on to do paris so we're sending we're sending some love out to our volleyball family a little yeah. bit there with, we, with gomez we love gomez we love that guy best wishes to him okay uh let's let's let's, let's run down a couple more transfers eh before we do that i'm i'm just going to ask you this question okay let's hear what it. do you think what do you think the biggest transfer is in volleyball this year Agonu, for sure. It's Agonu. A, it's, we're, going, it, we're, we're going straight with the Agonu. Definitely, yeah. And, and it is like, it, and which leads me to the like the next thing in our show notes doc is the Sultan Arligi, because there was a direct one for one swap, just like there was last year with Isabel Hawk and Paula Agonu. This year, it's a direct swap with Paula Agonu and Jordan Thompson, mm-hmm. formerly of Milano. Jordan Thompson will be the next opposite of Vakafeng. So there, there wasn't like the one gigantic move on the men's side kind of like there was last year i think it was pretty clearly camille semeniuk de perugia was the big Mm -hmm. one last year and we don't really have that so much this year for the men because i think on the men's side people are starting to figure out that consistency is a good thing year over year Mm -hmm. i think the the zoxa and trentino model is starting to have its influence on the transfer market so we don't have as many like big splash moves i mean modena made a bunch of huge moves and then like legumja to lube is a decently big move then there there are a couple in the plus liga but then nothing nothing on the men's side that's even close to the caliber of Egonu to Milano. What you're saying, Alexa Gray to uh, Exajabasha isn't of that caliber. No, it is not. Okay, you're right. But it, it is. But it is a nice move. <laughs> it, it it is an it is a nice move. Uh, by the way, it's not the Sutenlar League. It looks like it's the Kadenlar League. Oh, they they renamed it according to Volleybox. Huh. So or maybe this maybe that's what it used to be, but who knows um yeah what uh i'm looking through a few of the so i went through the sultan league teams at least the sultan league teams that are good and i wrote down the moves so vakif bank they pick up jordan thompson on the right side That's and they, they picked up ali franti and bianca busha on the left sides one of them will start next to gabi so basically they replaced Bayama and dalder with another american ali franti and bianca busha the serbian who i think is good so uh, other than that, they'll be the same team. Yeah, I, I expect it'll be Franti next to Gabi and Jordan Thompson on the right. So we'll see if if that you, is uh, if that's good enough to replace Agonu. You also have Alessia Karatasu in there. She's been there. Yeah, she's. I know. Been... I know. I know she's been there. But when is that chance for her going to get to be? You know, a chance, a shot. Good question. When is, when is she going to be getting in there? You know, last time we saw her was back when she played that that season with Yetzel Yurt and they won the the Challenge Cup. Was that like what, 2001? Yeah, when she or was 2021, like 2021. I mean, when, when she was like 17 and was putting up yeah. 40 points a game. Yeah, yeah. And and Jen Cross was comparing her to Isabel Hawk, having played with both of them at that young age. So when are we going to see her bloom 
right? And I think that it, it's kind of that time. Like to me, she should be almost be playing for lesser teams where she's getting that playing time. Yeah, give or her... looking for those teams in Italy who are who are looking for a big right side because I think she is a, a big right side and can make an impact. But we haven't seen her now for a few seasons. Yeah, I, I would like to see her on like a Thy or a Galatasaray, like a team like just outside that top three to be their primary scorer. But yeah, I think she'll. So she's still at Vakif Bank and she'll probably play pretty sparingly. Uh, or, or that good point in the chat. Uh, Alexia can play if they want to use Chaka Bogu as the other foreigner. So if they want to use that Turkish spot on the right side instead of the middle and play Chaka Bogu, that's an option. I think that actually is a pretty good wrinkle. And you can do that more this year instead of like when you had a Gonu or Hawk on the team, you really had to play them every every mm-hmm. single match. So now there there might be some options. That's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Zajabasha, you saw, you talked about Alexa Gray. The only other move they made was Jovana Stevanovic, the Serbian in the middle, who I actually really like. I think that's mm-hmm. that's an upgrade there for sure. So uh, we'll see if they can uh, actually win a trophy this year. Uh, one big transfer that you're missing here, in my opinion, is Stiziak to Fenerbahce. I mean, I've got that on the list, dude. Where? not very good you're not very good at reading today no reading no after last night absolutely not for some reason i was expecting i don't know yeah yeah you're right it it, it is it is on just about to get to fenerbahce yes magdalena stisiak is going to fenerbahce along with boyana dirza the the um, serbian setter who it looks like will replace makris it doesn't look like makris is staying there so uh yeah stisiak it it looks like it's going to be kind of the same fenerbahce situation where Melissa Vargas is going to play the first half of the year in China, and while she's over there, Stisiak will be will be the opposite and will get all the balls. And then when Easy, Vargas comes yeah. back, they'll probably put her in and maybe win another is, league title. Is she going to China again? We assume. Otherwise, like, why would Stisiak go there to sit the bench again? I feel so bad for this girl. The last like three years, all she's done is. I mean, she's a top 10 opposite in the world. And for three years in a row, she's Truly. she's just sit, sat the bench for three years in a row Why? behind better opposites. So that, that's the only reason I think she would do this is if she knows that it's going to be her spot for half the year. But I hope if, if somebody knows this, if somebody in the chat knows that Vargas is going to China again, please put it in there. And first and foremost, Devin, you can get out of here. Okay, you can you can leave. We're gonna we're gonna ban you. We're gonna ban you for 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 that comment. Um, but I mean, to me, like, bro, like Vargas is the best opposite in the game right now, better than Agonu. Like the way that she's been playing, like she is better than Agonu right now. And why would Steziak do that to herself? I don't know. Like why? I don't know. Maybe maybe she likes this thing that you know, like like A, does she like playing for Lavarini? Yeah, Lavarini is going to Fenerbahce. That's a that's a good right. point. Like you play you play play under him uh with the national team. But why? Just go somewhere where you can be their shining star. Take them to the promised land. You can do it. I think it has to be okay. Yeah, people are saying that Vargas is going back to China for the first half of the season. That's the only way this makes still, sense. Still, like, what's going to happen in the second half of the season? Stisiak's going to sit the bench, unfortunately. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, so Macris to Thy, and uh, maybe Julia Bergman to Thy. As far as that that like fourth place Turkish team goes, that could be a decent team. Who knows? Thy, yeah, yeah. for sure. 
So that's about all I had for the Sultanar Ligi. I mean, once you get to the bottom tier teams, there's nothing to talk oh, about. Anything past, like, like to me, it's like Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Yeah. And then maybe you throw in, um, what's that? Lifer, Heinen's Lifer. Team. Yeah, Heinen's team. That's the that's the only thing uh, that I'm looking at there. Um, yeah. All right. I think that's about it for the Turkish Women's League. Let's talk about the Plus Liga. Because there actually is a good amount of movement. It's it's mostly within the Plus Liga. It's like guys that are already there going to different teams. Uh, I I think we can go team by team here. Starting off with Rosovia. Rosovia picks up Stefan Boyer. Thank God I don't have to watch Matsya Muzai in Champions League. Unfortunately, we still have to watch Fabian Zizka in Champions League. I hate that. I'm really annoyed that Rosovia finally returns to Champions League after all these years, and we have to watch Fabian Zizka set that team. So that sucks, but uh, Boye will be the opposite. That is an upgrade over Muzai. Uh, Yassin Luati goes to Rosovia to be the third outside behind DeFalco and Chebul, and Karol Kloos goes there to probably be the second middle. So it'll be him and Kokonovsky. I think that team will be really good, other than the setter. There's some good good things here. Do I think they're going to compete with... The top teams, I'm not entirely sure, but I think they'll be relevant. They'll beat the crappy teams. They'll beat the crappy teams. I think yeah. they'll be okay in Champions League, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, here, you want to keep on talking this? I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> go for it, dude. Sure. Yeah, I'll keep running down the Plus Liga. I will, I will mute Everett for, for the minute. Um, speaking of French opposites, we have Jean Patry going to Yashemsky Vengel to fill Boyer's spot. So JSW picks up Patry. They also pick up, uh, I wish Everett was here to hear me make this comment, but finally, we don't have to watch Jan Hadrava anymore. Yashemsky has a new second opposite, and it is none other than Canadian Ryan Slater. So I actually kind of like this. Slater is obviously way better than Hadrava in every conceivable way. So um, Yashemsky, the reigning champs. They've got Patry, who I really like. They've got Slater as the backup. They get Norbert Huber from Zaxa, does uh, JSW. So that'll be that'll be interesting. I think they still have um, still have Glotter. They still have Vizhnevsky coming off the ACL tear. I think they might still have Mbaye. I don't know. Somebody tell me if uh, if all those middles are staying there for JW. But the question for JW will be outside hitter because Fornal is staying, but Cleveno is gone. Cleveno is going to Xavierche. And right now, the only guy they have picked up to replace him is Marko Sedlacek, the Croatian guy. And then they've got Camille Shimura. So, or no, sorry, is, is Shimura the, the libero? What's, what's, the, what's older Shimura's name? Why do I forget this? I'm going to look it up to make sure I get this right. Rafael Shimura. Rafael Shimura is the outside hitter. So they're going to have one of those guys. It's definitely a step down at outside hitter, but they've got everybody else. They've got Patri as the new opposite for JSW. And uh, thank goodness we don't have to watch Hidrava anymore. Speaking of Trevor Cleveno going to Xavierche, Xavierche is loaded. Xavierche is absolutely loaded. So they pick up Trevor Cleveno, which is awesome, uh, who will be next to Barchosh Kvolek. They pick up Mateusz Biniak. Thank goodness we don't have to watch him play for Skra anymore. Uh, so Biniak will be in the middle for Xavierche. They pick up Karol Butrin on the right side, who Everett and I both love. And uh, they've still got Tavares at setter. They've got um, they've got Luke Perry at libero, I'm pretty sure. Let me double-check that because he's amazing. Um, yeah, man. Luke Perry at libero. Biniak and probably Shalaka in the middles. Butrin on the right side, Tavares, etc., and Kvolek and Kleveno at outside hitters. Like, that team is loaded. 
so good. I, they, they might be a good pick on paper to win the Plus Liga this year with a team that good. Then also uh, Everett, who, who he already knows this, but Sam Cooper, the outside hitter out of McMaster in Canada, is going to back up, uh, back up the outside hitter spot, which is really cool. So this this Zavierci team is stacked. It's kind of a shame that they're not playing Champions League again. That would have been sick. They're, they're, they could easily win the CEV Cup with with a team this good. So good for Zavierci. Uh, another team in Poland that I really like is Olsztyn. Olsztyn made some really nice moves this offseason. They get Alan Souza, the Brazilian at opposite. They get Kuba Havreluk, one of the best young liberos in the game. I think he's a 2003, and he's really good. Uh, they get my guy Nico Scherzen, who I love, a uh, VLA guy, and he's Polish. They get Manuel Armoa as well. So they've got a good little uh, outside hitter thing. They've got Scherzen, they've got Armoa, and they've got Moritz Karlitzek at Olsztyn with Josh Tuaninga setting. So that Olsen team, maybe they'll be a tiny bit weaker in the middle, but uh, they'll be pretty gnarly everywhere else. I mean, Allen, Scherzen, Armoa, Karwitzek on the wings. That, that, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Hi, we Everett. Are. Welcome back. I'm talking about the Plus Liga. We talked yeah, about yeah. we talked about Ryan Slater going to JW. Oh yeah, I can we talk about that real quick? Sure. Sorry, I had McDonald's late night last night, and it's just running through me in a not fun <laughs> way. Um, awesome. Yeah, the best volleyball coverage on the internet right here. Absolutely, I, I, okay. The the thing is with JSW right now is that they brought in two new opposites. Now, do who do they have on the opposite? Oh, they had Boye last year. Yeah, they had Boye and and, and, your, and and your best friend. Thank God we don't have to watch him anymore. I think he's going to Galatasaray, according to the chat. But yeah, so I don't know. Like I think with with. With Petki, like I think Petki is an is, is is a big move for them, but I think this is going to be good for Sclater. Like I think like playing that that O two role is is kind of perfect for him, and he's been making his money in the uh, UAE like Dubai last year. Yeah, right? exactly. Like UAE last year, he's been making his money, and when we talked about with him at VNL, he was like, "Bro, this is one of the best years just for me as a person." Like we we were making good money, like we lived in a great spot, it was really safe, but. Uh, yeah, he seemed to be pretty excited. When I asked him about this, he was just like, bro, like you know as much as I do, but I'm glad it happened. And I think this is going to be a good spot for him. I think the fans are really going to embrace him. I think he's going to bring a lot of energy off the bench, a lot of speed on the right side. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. And I think JW is is poised to have another good season if Falcon can, can be guy again. JW does use the 6-2 a lot as well. So you're yes. going to see Slater a good amount. But what I was saying, though, is their issue is going to be outside hitter. They lost Trevor yeah. Clevino, and they didn't really replace him with anyone. Sedlicek and Shimura. Yeah, I mean, Shimura is really good in terms of uh, like ball control and stuff like that. But I don't know if he can be, um, yeah, if, if he can be kind of a, at, that, at that level offensively. I agree. Yeah, and then we talked about Xavierche being loaded. Like Xavier Che on paper is probably the best team in the league. Sam Cooper, baby. Let's go. Sam Cooper. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Cleveno and Kvolek, they got Butrin. They got Biniak and uh, a a couple good young middles. They got Luke Perry at Libero. I mean, that team is going to be awesome. And they have Tavares setting, who I think is very very underrated. Like if Tavares was from a better volleyball country, we'd we'd care more about him. That's well said. Yeah, he's, he's good. I'm not... If you were going to use a foreigner spot on a setter for a team that's this good, I thought they might go maybe somewhere else. But, uh, I mean, Tavares has been there the last couple of years. Also, Mark in the chat um, saying, oh, they have Vinyarski as the head coach, talking about that as a handicap. I don't think Vinyarski is as bad as 
some people say. Yeah. Uh, but th- this team on paper is going to be extremely good. Yeah. Good. I'm excited to watch Sam Cooper come off the bench and bomb serves. Yeah, and you he will knew, do that. You know that's exactly that's that's exactly what, what he's going to do. Uh, and I mean, hey, he, he apparently he signed his contract, and the next day he dropped to 19 against Poland. So that's huge for him. Love it. Yeah, good for Sam. I think that's an, that's an amazing first contract. Yeah, 100%. Um, talked about Olsten as well. I like that team. Uh, Scherzen, Armoa, Karlitzek on the left. Allen on the right. Tuninga setting. And some like this This Havreluk kid at Libero is a young Polish prospect who's really good. So I like that team a lot. And I just want Tuninga to be healthy. Me too. And he is. Uh, he, he is as of I now. Guess he did, I guess he did play VNL. Yeah, played a, a little VNL. Uh, Varshava is mostly the same team. They pick up Stresko Lisanats, which is awesome. And Boanj, the lefty opposite from Gdansk, who is going to play over Linus Weber. So other than that, they're the same. I think they still got Schalpuk and Tilly. You think and, he's uh, going to play over, uh, over um, Weber? Yeah, Weber? definitely. Definitely. Yeah, Boanj is really good. He's he's really good. I think he's better than Weber straight up. Yeah, but they have v- Weber signed until like through next season too. They do. Him, him and Schalpuk are the only two guys like that to me. And like Weber, Weber was their guy last year. Like he didn't play about half the year. They, 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 injury. Yeah, I know. They they they, they struggled. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I think that Boange will be the starter. We'll see. I would also, disagree. somebody talked about Polonski earlier. That yeah, Armoa Manuel Armoa, the other Argentinian guy, is going to a better team than Polonski. Because Polonsky is going to Barkom Lviv, the Ukrainian team that plays out of Krakow in the in the Plusliga. Uh, but you like Polonsky is going to be the best player on that team, and Armoa will not play very much for Olsztyn, mostly because of the foreigner limit. But uh, it is interesting that yeah, Armoa is going to go play for fellow Argentinian Javier Weber at Olsztyn, and then Polonsky is going to a Ukrainian team, but he's going to be the best player there. We like Polonsky, friend of the show. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised, especially after this VNL. Like, it depends on when he signed that contract because this, to me, is not a post-VNL contract. Not, th- not though. Not the I way agree. He, not the way that he played this. Uh, this. This one. I agree. I think this contract was signed before VNL, and I think that his stock has only increased since then. Agreed. So uh, I've got uh, the other things I've well, there are a couple other big transfers not included that we haven't talked about yet. The first one is someone put in the chat earlier, Irvin Ingapet, the Hulkbank Ankara. So Hulkbank will now have Irvin, Namir, and Micah Ma'a as their foreigners. <laughs> it's going to be pretty sweet. Bro. What is that going to look like? <laughs> if there's ever been a team that could walk in Game time, still wearing their track shoots, just from off the street, and could just ball out and win in three. It's going to be this team, right? And I'm I'm not saying I'm not I'm not putting Mike Amaa or Namir in that like category with, you know, like the Pizals and those and the the Romanos who don't care. Um, but just to have the ability to turn it on. This is a team that has the ability to turn it on. And this is also a, a, a team that's built for the Champions League as well. Hundred percent. Make, make no doubt about it. This is a this is a team that is built to make a deep run in the Champions League. Uh, they yes, they will, just like they did li- the, this year. But I have a question, Everett. Can they win the FLR League? Can they overcome Zirat Bank, which they were not able to do this year? Especially if the rumor ends up being confirmed. This is a rumor. 
that a certain Matt Anderson is headed to Zirat Bank in the Turkish League. Matt Anderson did let um, St. Petersburg know today, apparently. Today. Really? Yeah, according to volleyball.it. Hmm. They, they posted this today. Guess who else? Uh, oh, no, wait, of... never mind. Never mind. It was posted on the 31st. They're just their website is all is all messed up. Speaking of uh, Argentinian outside hitters that we like, Luciano Vicentin is going to Zirat Bank, which is another move that I really like. So, uh, I mean, that team with Matt Anderson against like Namir and Irvin Ingapet, that those couple of Turkish league games and the Turkish playoffs are going to be pretty sweet. So just a real quick thing on the 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 uh, Matt Anderson thing. His contract isn't up, and according to the team, he might face a, a hefty penalty of nine hundred and fifty like thousand dollars. Yeah, that'd be a huge buyout. Leave huge, but buyout. but because of the whole, there's precedence right now with FIFA with allowing players to leave their contracts in Russian and Ukrainian clubs right now so he may be able to leave for free yeah that that's i think that's the key is he gonna like get some loophole because of the war but if he has to stay in zsp and they're like dealing with right now he clearly wants to leave i don't know i don't know how that's really gonna go for him no, so ho- hoping the best for matt anderson obviously i love the guy uh yeah who who knows where's king garrett playing who cares probably like south africa or something stupid Oh, there's no volleyball in South Africa. That's that's why Garrett would go play there. Let's Pro- see probably like Paraguay. Who knows? Uh, he was... <coughs> Sorry. He was playing in Jakarta last year. I know. Indonesia? Like with After playing in Egypt the year before? And now I actually kind of want to look this up. Uh, Garrett is currently a free agent. Yeah, that's... yeah. Crazy, um, Everett. I, I put in a, a list of a bunch of Canadians where they're going. You want to run them down and see like what what jumps off the page to you as for like Canadian men transfers? Yeah, for sure. I will be doing uh, closer to the season. I will be doing like a standalone video for this, and I think you should do one for the US as well. I absolutely will. Um, but yeah, I mean, we talked about Ryan Sclater going to Poland, which which I think is is awesome. Sam Cooper as well. Another guy going to the uh, Pulsliga is going to be Brody Hofer, who's heading to Red Dome for his first year. That is going to be uh, a lot of fun. Let's see what Red Dome is working with this year because that's going to be one probably, of the probably not much probably not much i know they're in the they were in the uh oh you know who's going to redome though Who? our favorite mr aquaman nikola <gasps> malianats yes malianats. i love that malianats and they have todorovic uh as well uh another young uh or younger serbian setter so that is going to be fun okay rafael bustek Oh, I, don't, Bush, I mean, I always hated Bushek. I thought he was incredibly overrated. I don't, think, I don't think this is a team that can, you know, make the playoffs. But I do think that this is a team that's going to have some fun. Like they, like they, they went for it a little bit last last year, bringing in Uncle Mo, uh, and that did not work at all. So they've kind of retooled. Going, they're going younger. I think Brody is is going to get some 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 good minutes there and is going to learn a lot so and i think radom is going to is is going to find that they found someone who's who's a fighter right and and loves to battle so i uh, i think that's awesome uh byron katarakis is also heading to poland uh for chestova chest chest to choa chest to choa 
I don't know if I'm saying that right. Shenstachova. Uh, I th- I think they got promoted this year. I th- Did they? I, I think yeah. I think they're playing Plus Liga. Oh, okay. Let's, let's yeah. Caleb Jenis from Ball State's going there too. Yeah, David Dulski is there. He was he was Abierche's backup opposite last year. He's really good. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that this is a Plus Liga team. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't so, even know how to spell it. Oh, C Z. Yeah, Norvid uh, is the. I I don't know anything about this team, and we'll we'll learn about them as the Plus Liga goes on. But yeah, they've got yeah. Um, a couple North Americans. Yeah, they are. Uh, also, Sho Takahashi. As a, as one of the liberos, Caleb Jenis. I'm not so sure on Caleb Jenis. I saw him play with the B team last last summer, and I, I'll be honest, I don't like his game. I, okay. I really don't. I, I think it's a, it's a very linear game. Um, Saint Norvid. Okay, that's that's yeah. <laughs> Rob is out here. Uh, Rob is out here learning all all the pronunciations. So yeah, that's it's. There's going to be a few guys there in the. Uh, in the Plus Liga, four guys in the Plus Liga. That that's the most Canada's ever had. So four, four Canadians. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I absolutely love that. Um, going down this list as well. Landon Curry heading over to Nice in France, which is huge. What an amazing first contract for a libero. Massive threat for for our North American North American libero. A North American, which is the, the the big thing because it it's tough as a North North American libero. I mean, Justine Wong, Wong Horantes is still playing in the Pus Liga, right? So that's that's massive. Another one of our liberos, Justin Louis, had Louis heading up to Finland to go play for the Vanta Ducks. Um, which might have one of the best logos in all of volleyball. It's like an ang. It's like um, yeah. Search this up. You're gonna you're gonna want to search I'm this doing up it right on, now. <laughs> on on volleybox right now. Even if if you can screen share and show what you're looking at, because it's like a mighty ducks esque duck who's like angry and who's squeezing a volleyball. Um, oh, I see it. Okay, this is awesome. How yeah. dope? How how dope is that? Right. Maybe like zoom this way in. Yeah. Throw wow. throw that up there for the folks at home. I'll to it. uh to take a look. Vant is a pretty good a pretty good team too. Check um, this out. Look how cool that logo is. That's dope. That's awesome. That is a sick. A sick. I also like how it's an all-time cool volleyball logo. Yeah. I love that. And I don't even know what's like written there beside it. It must be something in uh in Finnish, but absolutely absolutely love that. Sweet. Um Yeah, continuing down this list Graham Vigras unretires, heading over to Spain. You that that to me, that's a lifestyle move. That 100%. is that is that is a lifestyle move. Graham went back to back to Calgary for the one year, job, and he was right? just like, absolutely no, I am not <laughs> dealing with this cold. I am not dealing with this snow. Get me back into a gym. I'm gonna go take my wife and kid to Spain. I'm gonna go live on the beach. I'm just gonna go play in an easy league. Respect. I'm an Olympian. I'm going to make some money. Let's let's go. No Respect. one wants. No one wants not wants to see that. So love Graham. Shout out to him. Love love that Graham. Uh, uh, Graham is is getting back in there. Um, also, the Burger Boys are still going to continue being the Burger Boys, even though like Loomberg is still. I mean, the last time Loomberg was anything more than North American, I don't think they were in the league because you've got Max Elgert, Xander Ketrzynski. And Jesse Elser, or Jesse Elser, all on that team alongside. Uh, help me out here, Matt Gage, Slavinsky. Gage Worsley is yeah. staying. Plus yeah. Matt Slavinsky, Matt Niggy, and Blake Leeson. Like that's that's seven North Americans. 
yeah. on that Lindbergh roster. Amazing. Jan Boma, the lefty uh, who played for the German team this year, uh, going to be joining the, that that team as well. So um, love that. Hubner still coaching this team. Love Hubner. Are they are they still going to be as effective? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, they're playing yeah. Champions League, so we'll see. Oh, yes, they are. They are playing Champions League. Okay, this dude, that's that's gonna be a fun roster. That, that is gonna be a really fun roster. Who do you, who do you think they're gonna start with? Like, how's Slavinsky? Who's he? Where's he from? Slavinsky's a VLA guy. He's really good. He's uh was the best player by far in NCAA Division Three a couple years ago. Okay. Played for a school card called Carthage that won the national yeah, yeah. championship. Carth- Carthage is a is a team, right? Yeah, Car- Carthage is really good. And Slavinsky was in Estonia last year and was one of the best players in the league. So, uh, but I think that their starters will probably be Jesse Elser and Eric Roars. Eric Roars is a German guy that we saw in VNL yeah. a little bit. So I, I doubt Slavinsky will start. But uh, he, but he's good. Like he definitely belongs in the Bundesliga. He's good enough for that. Okay. And then in down the middle, you think they're going to go with Leeson and Niggy? I think so. Because the the only other middle I see them having on the roster is well, depending on what position Xander plays, is this Joschka Kunstmann guy who I've absolutely never heard of, German guy. So there's yeah. a great chance we see two Americans or or maybe Xander, depending on what position he plays. Yeah, it looks like Xander's back on the opposite now. Yeah, and then tell me, tell me about Max Elgert, et cetera. I don't know him very much. Okay, so Max Elgert, I like Max Elgert a lot. He he played last year for um, Bidgosz in the Polish second league, but he's he's a, a, a University of Alberta Golden Bear, so he comes from a really good setting lineage, and he was one of those guys who kind of he's he's basically been the guy like he took over uh, from in in Alberta from Brett Walsh basically. Um, and, and has been running that, that program and has been in the national team for uh, a while now, hasn't really been getting that many sniffs of recent, but I thought that coming back after the COVID season, like when, when Alberta won nationals two years ago, he was the big reason why. Like the work that he was able to put in, the time that he was able to put in, he got more physical, his serving got better. He was better at the net. He was just a much more confident player. I think this is a really good move. Someone with a really, really good high volleyball IQ. I love the fact that they're bringing in uh, Max Elgert. And I love to see him kind of having that opportunity at that, at that next level, because I, th- I think, I think he deserves it. And it's it's really interesting about how you've got uh, Luke Her and Jay Blank now in Greece, and then of course you've got uh, um, Brett, Brett Walsh, Walsh to France, right? Brett Walsh to France, exactly. We'll, we'll we'll talk about about that a little bit, but I like this move uh, for Max Elgert. I think he's going to have the chance to to lead that team. He's a lot more straightforward and technical, tactical in his setting than the pure art that is Joe Worsley. But I like him for this team. Hmm, cool. Yeah, Lindbergh's always fun. I'm looking forward to them. Been in champions, um, like, that's going to be crazy. Bunch of Canadians in the and Americans in the French league as, as usual, right? Yeah, absolutely. Pot of Pot or Potier? No, yeah, Pot Yeah, did they How, change names? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it should be just Potier. No, I think they might have changed names. But that's what Volleybox has. Anyway, Jackson yeah. Howe, Melser, and Brett Walsh on the same team, which is cool. 
Yeah, that that should be a fun one. How Brett Walsh works with with Howe and and Melser. I mean, Melser finally getting some. Like this will be his first time actually playing a season on the left side, so right. that, that'll be interesting. How is going to be released there by by Walsh, and good to see Walsh get out of uh, of Greece a little bit. Also, Jordan Schnitzer heading to Saint Nazaire, which is really I I like that a lot. Me too. I think Saint Nazaire still has Quinn Isaacson. I think they have Kyle Ensing this year. Uh, they did last year. That was their. They did last year. So let's look at that. I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, Quinn Isingson, Jordan Ewart, um, and Kyle Ensing, all there alongside Jordan Schnitzer. So I think Jordan Schnitzer is really going to get along with those three Americans, especially. Oh, Jordan Ewart's going there too. Uh, then yeah. that team's going to be really because, fun. like, let's be honest, like Kyle Ensing's a bro. Uh, Isingson is a bro. Ewart, bro, Jordan Schnitzer, bro, like, and then you have the that uh, that Icelandic Helder Spencer, Helter Held, uh, or no Cape Verde, sorry, Cape Verde. Wow, of all who's, places, who's that? Oh, big, is he the lefty? Big physical lefty, yeah, absolutely. Lefty middle, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's that's going to be uh, a lot of fun for those for those guys. That's going to be a fun team to watch, kind of in the similar similar same as, uh, similar vein as the Burger Boys. And now Sinazare is a team that has been always on the cusp. They've been B, they've been A, they've been B, they've been A. Last year was their first year moving up. They started the year absolutely uh, absolutely big. And uh, really made a push and, and and did a really really good job. I love the fact that they're keeping the majority of their team together. Adding uh, adding a very very physical Jordan Ewart in there is gonna is gonna make a difference for them too. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, um, going down this list, Jackson Young to Friedrichshafen is is a very interesting one to me. That I think that has a lot of potential. He's not going to start. He's going to learn. But this is a guy who played uh, for big shout out to Nipissing University. It is a small town in northern in, in northern uh, Ontario called North Bay, and I think this is a team that used to be in the CCAA, which is kind of like our it's like our college league, so it's it's kind of like your D three, and I think that Young does like has built a really really good program. Like very rarely does he get any guy like he rarely gets guys who are recruited by other people, um, but Young has been on the. The, the junior program has has been in the program uh was actually made the extended roster for vnl last year he's really explosive um actually on the old instagram there was a clip of him hitting an x that went absolutely viral so it's i think that's a good move i think he's going to learn a lot at Friedrichshafen. it's too bad cool. they're not playing champions league yeah, they're not playing Champions League. They had that issue with their their new arena that wasn't compliant. They were gonna have to pay a ton of money to play somewhere else or whatever yeah. it was. All so, right, uh, anything else about Canadians? No, that's that's about it. I'm gonna do some more in depth research a little bit later on in the year, or once we get closer to the actual year, and do a show just specifically on the Canadians. Cool. Yeah, I'll do the same thing for the Americans. There isn't actually that much movement among American national team guys. A lot of them are kind of staying where they were. We already talked about like Jendrick and Kyle Russell to Toronto and Italy, which is cool. Thomas Jeschke is going to Japan, uh, which is, I mean, for me, kind of a bummer, but uh, he'll do well there. Taylor Averill, who everyone thought might go to Zaxa, is instead going to the Chinese League. But uh, honestly, good for him. If you can go to the Chinese League and make a lot of money to play for like two months, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. 100% a, a good lifestyle move there for Taylor Averill. And then maybe he'll jump on someone uh, second half of the year in Europe like we saw 
Jeshki and like Juan Torreira do last year. And Bednor is obviously. Shoji and Smith are both staying at Zaxa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Russell staying in Japan. DeFalco staying at Rosovia. Uh, we talked about Gabby Garcia going to Padova. He's I don't know where Max Holt's going. I, wonder, I, wonder I don't know if he's... Going. Yeah, I don't even know if he's on a roster yet. He played in China last year. Maybe he'll just go back there. Yeah, maybe he'll go back there. We, yeah, if maybe think, we can ask him if we see him in a little bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can. Oh, it does say still. Yeah, I think it does, it does say still. So I think he's on a multi-year contract there. I mean, that's awesome, dude. You go, for, it's like January to March only. It's so short. Yeah, so short. You just said pays pretty well so yeah good for max holt bunch of ncaa guys jumping over to to europe for the first time i i, I like the idea of doing a dedicated video about that we don't have to run down that whole yeah. list right now i i do really like joe warsley going to showmall me too and showmall where you have marshman gasman and mcdonald yeah, like dan mcdonald to showmall that's right you've got the the three the three uh marshman's a middle too yep okay so you got three american middles there and joe's just good yeah, Marshman's awesome. Love that guy. Su- Nico Sukunin, random Finnish uh, guy. Finnish guy played for Plissy Robinson before. So, okay, we'll have to ask Bean Dog how he is. <laughs> Victor Cardoso, some Brazilian guy coming in an outside hitter. No idea who that is. Apparently, uh, he played U twenty one World Championships though. Yeah, the French league's really good. Oh, the the French league is going to be super competitive. I I would love to see, and I've said this before. I would love to see a tournament just France versus Germany versus Turkey, like yeah. on the men's side. I think those three leagues would just compete really well against each other. Yeah, that would be fun. All right, I think that might be a show. I think we might be about done here. Yeah, we've talked a lot. <laughs> we've talked a lot. Talked a lot about club transfers. So uh, we've officially checked that box. You people can't. Can't bother us about talking about club transfers anymore this offseason. So a reminder, we will not have a show next week. No show next week. I'll be flying to Northern Ireland on Friday night. I'll be in uh, Northern oh. Ireland, Scotland, and London. Which would be really oh. cool. Of all the places you could go to in Europe during the summer. Like, you know, yeah, my, my, Croatia, like, my wife and her family are in Italy. are in actual Ireland right now. And then I'll be meeting up with them in, in, like, in fake Ireland. No, no, don't, don't say, don't say that. Northern Ireland, oh, yeah, do, do the little British Isles thing, and then I'll be back uh, the following week. So we'll have a show two weeks from now. Probably, let's see, what day is that? Probably Monday, the twenty-first, maybe or like at least that week. And we'll talk about Eurovolley because I think Eurovolley women starts that week, and Eurovolley men starts like the following week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and maybe we'll have some news. I, I hope so. I hope that we'll have some news. Yes. Is, yeah, dude, Eurovolley Women starts uh, the 15th. It starts next oh, week. Shit. That's, that's literally in six days. Yeah, that's nuts. So Eurovolley Women starts next week. Eurovolley Men starts the week after that. So we'll be jumping back in just in time for and then, one of the biggest tournaments of the year. And then, yeah, basically the same week that the Eurovolley Men starts, Norseka Women starts, and I'll be in Quebec City for that. Yeah, so that'll be really cool. Yeah. Uh, so join the Volleyball Source Discord. I see our Turkish friend Berkay talking about... Uh, what he knows about the Turkish men's and women's club rosters. So he'll put that in the discord. Oh, is really the Hubert Wagner Memorial. Is that next week? Oh, one of the, like a glorified exhibition tournament. I forgot about that one. Actually. Who's at that tournament this year? It's always like a Euro volley warm-up. Ravana. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's at, or, or yeah, whenever they, they always have it. Let's, let's see if we can 
search this up. Hubert uh, Wagner. Hubert Wagner Memorial. Who is playing this tournament? Is there a 2023 edition? No, I, I can't can't find it on Wikipedia. France, oh, wait, Italy. It's, it's on Flash Score. That's incredible. France, Italy, Poland, Slovenia. Wow, good crew. Good crew of teams. I'm at, mm, that that might actually be worth watching. That might that, that might actually be worth watching. Good. I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I, yeah, I, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. I believe that's on Flash Score. That's incredible. Yeah, the 18th. You've got Italy versus Italy versus France, Poland versus Slovenia. Slovenia. 19th, Slovenia versus Italy, Poland versus France, and then France versus, versus Slovenia, Poland versus Italy. Wow. Normally, I would make the joke that that's a tournament that Poland can actually win, but they just made VNL, so I can't make yeah, one VNL, so I can't make that joke anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, this has been a good little break show. We'll be back in about a week and a half. We'll jump into wow. Eurovolley and catch up on everything in the national team world. But thanks for watching. It's fun to talk about transfers. Make sure you check out that volleyball.store. Uh, use the code SPICY for 15% off. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Uh, I'll I'll have the week off next week, and we'll be back to catch up with like the second half of national team season. Peace, right, peace. Thanks.